You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Seizing of honor. Our seizing of honor. Now, mind you, anytime we talk about our seizing of honor and all of that, it doesn't mean that this only happened because of March. That is not what we're trying to say. I am bringing your awareness to something that Christ has already done for you. Amen. He's bestowed honor on you. Praise the Lord. And in case you didn't know, I am bringing your attention to it. So in the month of March, you will walk in that honor. Oh, praise the Lord. Are you getting the point? So as the Lord releases the themes to me, he wants you to be awakened to the things he has already done. So that you can walk therein. Because you have already been positioned there. Praise the Lord. It's not like, oh, something that is now about to what? Happen. No, 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 no. That's not it. Praise the Lord. So don't get it twisted. Get it right. Our seizing of honor. I want us to look at the etymology of the word, the root word. The etymology means the root. All right? The word came out of the Latin word Honors. Honors. Which means dignity. It means office. It means reputation. Later, the dynamism of languages, it was an old Latin term referred to as honor. 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 Or honora. Which means glory, renown, fame earned. Praise the Lord. If you come to the English, it means splendor, beauty, excellence. Hallelujah. Amen. If you go into the Hebrew, as a matter of fact, the Hebrew doesn't have a word honor. Actually, the word honor is the same word as kabod, glory. Glory, a heavy weight. So a man that has honor is a heavy weight. <laughs> Amen. He's a heavyweight and he's radiant. Or she is radiant. She's glorious. Hallelujah. And they are in a position of glory. Amen. So anybody you call honorable is in a position of what? Glory. And they are heavyweights. Is that right? Yes. You are a heavyweight. Oh, Jesus. I say you are a heavyweight. Christ has made you a heavyweight. Amen. Okay, now, the word honor is normally earned, but thank Jesus that you didn't earn it. <laughs> you didn't work for it. It was given to you by grace. Oh, praise the Lord. It was given to you by grace. 
it was given to you by grace. And I'll get there. But anytime you see honor, these words come to mind. Because these are the words that make honor function. And until you respond to honor in that way, you don't understand the word. Praise the Lord. Love. If you honor somebody, you must love them. As a matter of fact, you must love them before you can honor them. Like I said, I'll just crack the surface. I'll go into details on Sunday. I had to really work hard to summarize everything because of the nature of blazing altar. If you read Romans chapter 13 when it tells us to honor those in authority, if you read the next verse, it says, Oh, no one anything but love. Yeah. Because until you are, <laughs> you are loving somebody, you can't truly honor them. You can try to honor people by obligation. Because they are just your boss and they give you your pay at the end of the month or something. But true honor stems out of true love. Oh, hello. If you love somebody, you honor them. If you love somebody, you will next value them. Is that right? They must have value in your eyes, then you can honor them. You must have faith in them. Is that true? If you don't have faith in somebody, you cannot honor them truly. So wherever you see true honor, it stems out of love, value, faith, respect. You honor somebody because you respect them. If these are not there, your honor is fake. Do you hear what I said? If these are not there, your honor is fake. It's not true. If you don't love them, if you don't value them, if you don't have faith in them, if you don't respect them, they are not heavy weights in your eyes. You are just faking it. You are just faking. Okay, look at the next. Read it, go. A man who is in honor yet does not understand is like the beast. Hello? Psalm 49, verse 20. This psalm, the psalmist was actually talking about how we envy sinners. We envy unbelievers. 
And he dedicated the whole psalm talking about the things they have and all of that. And we look at them and we're like, wow. And you know, but he said they can have all of these things, but because they don't know the Lord, they are not honorable. And then at the end of it all, he says that we who are in honor but don't understand that we are, we are like beasts that perish. When a man is in honor, when a woman is in honor, and they don't have understanding to it, they are just like ordinary human beings. They behave like everybody else, and he actually brought them to a place of beasts that perish. The honest truth is that most of us believers don't know that we have been lifted to a place of honor. And we see people who are unbelievers and we actually see them as heavyweights in, in their eyes, in our eyes, <laughs> than ourselves and what God has made us. Are you here with me? Is what I'm saying true? As a matter of fact, it shows in the testimonies we give. You don't often celebrate that your sins are forgiven. No. You celebrate a car you got. <laughs> um, when you build a house, you do housewarming. And you call your friends to celebrate it. For you, that is honor. We don't understand what true riches are. A man <laughs> that does not know they are in honor and don't understand it is like a beast that perish. How the believer today goes to Israel and go and stand at the wailing wall. And believe that their prayers can only be answered at the wailing wall. He just mentioned some of you go to Achia Mountains for your prayer to be answered. A man who is in honor yet does not understand. I pray that you would understand your status and function as such. Oh, he didn't say a big amen. Function as such. 
Now the church has become more Jewish. Do you know that most of us charismatic churches, we are not a charismatic church, we are non-denominational church. Do you know that most charismatic churches are now a replication of Jewish rabbis and congregants? We do all the rituals and all the ceremonies. From how our sins are forgiven. To how we give our offerings. To how we pray. The whole thing has become like a Jewish community. When we are in a better dispensation of honor. Very soon, when we start praying, I'll bring you to the place and you know the honor you have and the privileges you walk in. Praise the Lord. Tell the next person what Christ has done for you surpasses everything you have and everything the unbeliever has and everything the Jew has. Tell them, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, and all the other prophets sought to have what you have. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11 said they waited for the promise but they did not see it. They waited. They waited. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 13. 53 to 58. Let's read what happened here. Go. Now it came to pass. When Jesus had finished these parables, that he departed from there. When he had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue. So that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom? Where? That he did this what? That he did this what? So, so the point is that they have witnessed him doing mighty works in other places. Praise God. So it is not that they don't know. They know. They have witnessed it. 
But look at what happened here. Next. Go. Is this not the capital son? Is not his mother called Mary? And his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas, and his sisters, are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? Next. So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own country and in his you to reflect. Did you read that they were asking he did mighty works? By what wisdom does he do this mighty work? And he came to them and because of how they saw him God could not do mighty works amongst them. They did not honor him. Are you here with me? Do you know that the duty of the born-again believer is only to respond to grace. We don't work grace. We respond to grace. Now, <laughs> how do we respond and receive this grace? It's by honoring the giver of the grace. <laughs> oh, hello? So when you go back, when you don't love, when you don't value, when you don't have faith in, and when you don't respect, you can't receive the grace. Because you don't honor the anointing. Are you here with me? That's why sometimes in a church, somebody will come from outside and receive so much while those who are sitting right there take nothing. Because the one who is actually speaking the grace of God over their lives, they see them as little.
when you have love, value, faith, and respect for the anointing, and you honor the anointing, it flows to you. Like I said, I just want to scratch the surface. I'll go deeper next time. Look at John 1, 11 to 13. Go, read it. It says, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. You see how it works? Until you receive an honor, you wouldn't even have the legal right. Are you here with me? So the point is, he had an agenda. He came to his, but because they did not honor him, the anointing, the grace went somewhere else. Oh, Jesus. And he says, which were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of, say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that grace found us. Tell the next person, receive God's grace. Tell him, honor him. And as you honor him, you are receiving the grace. Oh, praise the Lord. You see what the church has been reduced to? You see that most of you, when you are giving, you are not giving in honor, you are giving to buy God. <laughs> I pray that by the time I finish with this thing, it will break so many things. Do you know that there are people who even praise and worship God it's like they are doing God some azan. You know, as was, I know what he like. I would just praise him when I praise him. Are you getting the point? Uh-huh. You know, so I know the trick. I know the trick. We, we don't do things in honor. <laughs> we do the things as rituals and ceremonies. To cajole, are you getting the point? But not in honor. Not in honor. Not in honor. Not in honor. So somebody, preacher, preacher, and then and he comes and then he puts the money down. Bah! He knows. That's cheap. In their mind. So far as I've done my bit. He has to do. Are you getting the boy? But it is not in honor. <laughs> honor. Honor. All right. So let me give you a case study, and then we're going to get into prayer. Okay. 
let me just make you know what he has made you, and then I can get there because it's important. Let's do Ephesians 2, 5, 6. Go. What did Christ do for you? He made us what? Alive with who? Even when we were dead in, it is by you have been, and God raised us up with Christ and what? Seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ. So where Christ is seated, there you are seated. As much of as a believer, you are sitting in a place of honor. And the most important thing you must understand is you didn't work for it. It was just bestowed on you. So how come that this thing that was freely given you, you are not ready to respond to it? And you look down on it. And you take it for granted. Are you getting it? We, we, We take it for granted. We take it for granted. We take it for granted. In order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable what? Riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ. The riches of his grace. All he needs from us is to honor. And the moment we honor, we open ourselves to receive. He has made you already. It has already been done. He's finished the work. He's made you sit in honor. As much as you live a life of honor. The real deal is that as you receive this honorable God in honor, every inheritance becomes yours. And you begin to walk in the reality of it. have to come to church. How do you respond? You respond in honor. It, it doesn't become anything that you're just coming to do. Some of you, you don't come to church because your friend didn't come. <laughs> oh my God. You know how we treat the things of honor? I see they are ordinary. Some of you, you don't come to church because you just got offended. Sometimes when I call people, why didn't you? And the excuses they give me, my head cracks. kind of messages you hear from this pulpit and the kinds of things God wants to do if you can begin to pattern 
your life in the way of honor. What will show forth will amaze you. He didn't say amen. It will amaze you. Look at this lady and what happened. Give me the Matthew, Mark chapter 5. Let's already go. Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell. What did he do? What was he trying to show? To do what? Show honor. Thank you. Okay. Pleading word fervently with him. My little daughter is dying. He said, please come. Lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. Jesus went with him. And all the people followed, crowding around him. Do you know that this guy is an unbeliever? Yeah, this guy. He's a Gentile. He's a Gentile. He's not a Jew. Okay, next. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal for, from many doctors. And over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. Okay, listen to what she said to herself. What did she say to herself? Watch it. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch so the people were crowded around him. But not with a mindset of honor. They were pushing. They were shoving. They came as spectators. But this woman had a different mentality. She had only heard. And she made what she had her personal experience. And she came honoring, valuing, having faith in, and respecting the man, Jesus. And she said to herself, coming to a conclusion, if I can just touch the hell, I don't need to touch him. The man is so anointed. The man is so powerful. The man is so honorable that I don't even need to touch. Just the hem of his garment is enough. And there are many who are touching more than the hem. But they are not doing it with honor. Immediately, The bleeding stopped. And she could feel in her body 
that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Do you understand why you can't take so much? For you, it's like a playground. Some of you even doubt. Is this Jesus thing, Christ? Is it real? <laughs> this is me. This is thing, Christ. This is <clears throat> so much doubt, unbelief. This thing is a joke. This woman came with a set mind. Look at what happened. Next. Let's all read go. Jesus realized at once that what? Healing power had gone out from him. Is it Jesus or the woman? Who made it happen? Because as for Jesus, the virtue is there already. It is the one who touches in honor. Who places value on the anointing. Who has faith in the grace. That gets it. The grace was flowing already. It just needed somebody who would tap into it. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my room? But there were many who have been touching. His disciples said to him, look at this crowd present around you. How can you ask who touched me? It was the right question. But it was not out of revelation. Now, question here will be say, Papa, I'm sure if you are walking with me and I ask that same question, you ask, Pastor, what are you saying? What are you saying? Look at the crowd pressing you. You're asking who touched you. But Jesus is saying, this touch is different. This person came with a mindset of honor and is taking something from me that all of you cannot access. Although all of you have free access. <laughs> As I'm speaking to you right now, grace is flowing. Yes. Grace is, as I'm speaking, grace is flowing. It depends on who is touching right. For some, 
Today, many people didn't come. So they have already lost faith in their grace. And they are not honoring the anointing. Because when they look around, people didn't come. Oh, come on. Am I speaking to you? You, you see our problem. You see our problem. Oh, 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 today the organist didn't play well. So they place a limit on the anointing and on the grace. Oh, so church won't be good. <laughs> we lose honor so easily. And then we play and water down on everything. But in the midst of that congested crowd, <laughs> the lady didn't lose focus. She knew what she came for. But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Because he alone knows what it is. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. Do you know what their mindset is? I don't deserve this. Are you getting the point? I value the man. I respect the man. I honor the man so much. Look at what I have done. I stole the anointing. Are you getting the point? What is he going to do? Is he going to take his thing back? Are you getting the point? Yes. What is going to? But the point is that you and I already have access to that grace. You and I are seated with him in heavenly places. Familiarity. We have become familiar with the grace. We no more honor. So my leaders are telling me, say, Pastor, you have changed too much. When we were at the other side, you are making us now feel like we are one with you. I say, it depends on you. I will not change and go back. In the days of grace, I'll be free with you. But if you take familiarity, that's your problem. Jesus is good. <laughs> hey, 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 listen. Jesus gives freely. Jesus will never say that because you are taking the, this thing and not giving me honor, I will take my grace back. No, that grace is there. But the point is that your access is the problem. Your access is the problem. 
You'll be sitting around the fountain. It will be flowing and other people will be taking it. <laughs> Jesus said to her, daughter. You see how Jesus referred to her? Daughter. Daughter because she had understanding more than <laughs> all of them around. Jesus straight away said, I have a relationship with you. Oh, praise God. You know, for some, she says, woman. But with, the, with this one, she said, daughter. Because daughters or sons honor their fathers. We're going to pray. Grace, glorious grace. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth. Thank you.